0: You listen, the later it gets You're listening to Voice America Kids
1: Stars could shine between the lines If you would let yourself go Find some place you know You can use your words, use your hands You can change the world, just pretend Express yourself, take a chance and you'll see
2: Welcome to Express Yourself.
3: All acting is reacting. Live your life as the star you are. Hello, and welcome to Express Yourself, for a program by, for, and with creative young people, a platform that gives teens a voice right here on the Voice America Kids Network. I'm Asia Gonzalez, and today the theme for our show is about show business and acting.
4: And I'm Brigitte Tia. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions and brought to you as an outreach service of the Be the Star You Are charity, a top nonprofit honored by God's star and Great Nonprofits. In this segment, our veteran reporter Alex Palekos prepared his health wrap, but is actually stuck at his internship at the medical center. So his brother Eric, our original app wrap reporter, will be sharing um, will share his take on the relationship between health and acting. Hi, Eric. Good to have you back on the air with us. How have you been?
5: I've been doing quite well. It's nice to be back. Thank you.
3: Awesome. Well, thanks for taking over for your brother today. What do you have for us?
5: Um, Well, I have an interesting report. Um, The show's about the gift of acting, and there's a pretty interesting correlation between acting and health. Um, Now, I wouldn't be surprised if many of the listeners are wondering what could possibly be the connection between acting and health, and there really doesn't seem like there would be. And for that matter, most of us probably never have acted on stage and most likely never will. Um, But there still is a strong connection between a happy outlook and a healthy body. We have the ability to make ourselves act happy, or at least make our bodies react as if we were happy. I mean, that sounds kind of impossible, but (laughs) I can explain. Real acting is about being able to draw upon different emotions and bring them to the surface. You have to be able to control these emotions. In other words, acting is a discipline. And studies have shown that if you can learn the techniques of acting and how to discipline yourself through acting, then you might also learn how to control and discipline your emotions in real life as well. So acting skills can help us understand our emotions and gain better control of them. So if you're feeling stressed or anxious, these acting skills can help you tap into these emotions and control them a bit. And the more you discover about yourself, the better you can control yourself and, you know, be a bit more at peace of yourself. Um, Dr. Dale Anderson is a doctor and clinical researcher, and he spent years researching this. And he says a quote, if I paraphrase a bit, but if you learn to act as if you are happy, your healthy and vital body signs, your body's chemistry, everything starts to feel the way you act. So uh-huh. the converse to this on, you know, if you start acting unhappy, this actually makes yourself un- unhealthy too. Um, and he did more research on the subject and he's, he's actually been seeing that the results are showing what he believed. Um,
1: wow.
5: Yes. <laughs> I mean, it's not to say if something bad happens in life, then we can just mm-hmm. pretend that nothing happened and everything will be fine. That's not the idea. Instead, what he's trying to say is find the positives in any bad situation. You know, the silver lining in the cloud.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
5: Yeah, and we spend a fair amount of time being upset with painful emotions like anger, sadness, guilt, and anxiety. So, he just wants people to balance negativity with healthy thoughts and positive feelings. Yeah, he's looking to get people to be as optimistic as possible. Mm -hmm. So scientifically, this whole idea of acting happy to keep stress from hurting your body is actually gaining serious support. More and more scientists are realizing that this really works, but it isn't easy. Just like an actor who has to rehearse for hours for a part for the stage, we have to rehearse our own part. We have to look for reasons to be happy and not just focus on the negatives. We have to rehearse our own role in a sense, force ourselves to act happy when we need it most. So, yeah, in mm-hmm. conclusion, really just using acting to act happy actually will make the person seem like they're happy.
3: Interesting. Oh, Interesting. <laughs> and that does, you know, if you think about it, it does make sense. And, you know, some people may not actually pick up on that. Um, you said that being happy can make you healthy. Could you explain a little bit more with that?
5: Yeah, yeah. There's, there's an increasing body of science that are supporting these theories about the connection between happiness and body chemistry. At mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. uh, An immunologist at UCLA reported that happiness actually alters immune cells. He said that the research found that happiness can actually remodel our body cells and improve our immune system. Um, Dr. Stephen Cole, he he has no question that the mind and immune system are clearly linked. Um, And then additionally, there was a study of 5,100 people that was released by the University of Illinois. And they found that people who described themselves as optimists were twice as likely to be in good cardiovascular health as pessimists.
4: Mm. Oh wow! Yeah, I, I, well, yeah. It's it's kind of like um, people say it's like a defense mechanism, right? And um, or like to act happy in a certain situation, but like yeah. I guess that really it proves that it really works. Yeah. Um, and so, um, I guess, like realists. People who, like, call themselves realists are kind of yeah. really just pessimists, right? Because they say, oh, no, it's never going to happen. I'm just being real. But, you know, you never know if you don't if you don't <laughs> right. believe in yourself and if right. you don't, you know, think about the happy things in life. Uh, so, yeah, Eric, that's, that's really interesting. And uh, you gave us some pretty good statistics um, that prove that acting happy actually helps you become more healthy. So could you explain a bit about the chemical changes that might be occurring in our body as we try to act happy?
5: Uh, Of course. Um, uh, Well, a happy body produces endorphins, and these are chemicals that make us feel good, calm, and relaxed. Mm -hmm. And what they're finding that this in turn helps to reduce pain and actually boost our immune system. So what's really interesting is just doing things simple like smiling when you aren't happy can make your body think that you're happier and will increase your endorphins. So the more we make ourselves think happy thoughts, the happier we become. And this just has a lot of good health benefits like lowering blood pressure, reducing stress, Mm -hmm. and it just generally makes the person more relaxed.
3: Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, and that saying, um, look on the bright side, it's actually pretty useful because if you're going through something really hard, um, just something that's going on in your life right now and you're letting it get to you, you're letting yourself get down and you're not happy and you're not producing those endorphins, which in turn, you know, attacks your immune system so that does make a lot of sense mm-hmm. definitely do you think this um acting stage becomes more prominent as we travel through like tween to teen years you know because we have so much pressure when we are in that stage of our life
5: yeah i mean i think it would definitely be helpful for the teenagers college kids to start picking this up i mean if the research shows that it actually works it would definitely be helpful because those mm-hmm. are pretty stressful times and Yeah, something as simple as just smiling and acting happy
4: Mm -hmm. yeah there's a lot going on oh man and like I feel like I feel like um, when you're in a bad situation instead of you know trying to look on the bright side you tend to kind of try to heave the blame on someone else you know or like or just, oh, you know, something else made me do this, or something else has me acting this way. Uh, So do you think that we have antagonists and protagonists really in our lives? Like, do we keep doing that throughout our lives, and, you know, keep with the storyline scenario of acting?
5: Um, I really think it's just um, a state of mind. I mean, I think that's really what it comes down to, is really just how you choose to outlook on life. Like, you can be optimist, you can be pessimist, but... The research is just showing that the more optimistic you are, there really are health benefits. Like, it's not necessarily just wives' tales like, oh, smile, be happy, and you'll be happy. But they're actually finding connections between this and, you know, the positive health benefits.
3: Yeah, Yeah. definitely. And, you know, it's kind of like um, if you're comparing, you know, acting to um, really getting through life. You know, we do have morals in our life just like we do in the movies. And there are certain lessons that we have to learn. And that also involves going through hardships, but learning how to get past those.
4: Mm-hmm. And oh, people say like optimism and pes- pessimism is kind of like, you know, a, it's a pre, you know, you, you were born a certain way, but I guess that's not really the case. I guess you just, you just have to think a certain way or like tell yourself to think a certain way. Because, you know, people say, oh, you know, you'll naturally look at the glass half empty or half full and mm-hmm. you know yeah you're either optimistic or pessimistic and they have those like tests I see them online where it's like I, you know and I also think mm. sorry oh no go ahead go ahead
3: oh no, I was going to say because you were saying you know you, you're mm. you're either born a pessimist or an optimist you know and that actually um you know you could be but it also also um depends like what you've been through you know because people have had such tough lives
4: but they choose to be optimistic. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's also, I feel like it can go either way, which is kind of like, huh, you know, I feel like if you have if you have the right support and you go through, like, a horrible time where everything's going wrong, but you have support, then I feel like you mm. tend to look, you know, on the optimistic side of things. And I I watched, um, recently there's a platform called Vine. You guys probably heard of it, right? It's, it's getting oh, yeah. really popular. <laughs> yeah, I gotta love it. But, um, I was watching a guy, um, Thomas Sanders, and he's pretty, pretty He popular. is so funny. You know, I love He him. is so funny. I love his <laughs> narrating lines. I know. <laughs> they make me him. happy. I know, right? It's so, it's so cute. But, um, he went to Disneyland. I saw the one where, um, yeah, he was at Disneyland and he's asking around and he was like, I think he was singing like, oh, Disneyland makes your dreams come true, and then, and then this this guy who looks like he's been going through a lot you know he comes up and he's like disneyland is full of lies or something like that oh my gosh yeah you get taken aback you know but then you realize that maybe this guy has gone through some hard stuff in his life yeah and and you know he hasn't had the right support so he's a little on the pessimistic side and that's not necessarily like that doesn't mean something's wrong with you that just means Mm -hmm. like you know, you've been through tough times. Uh, your support system might have been a little weak at times. And, you know, um, I guess it's, it's not... It doesn't mean that your nature is, like, pessimistic and you're just, like, an awful person. You see yeah. everything darkly. It's just, you know, uh, your life experiences. And, yeah, that's definitely a good point that you brought up where it's just... Definitely. Yeah. And so um, this is, like, a really a relatable question, a relatable thing to our next question, which is, is it okay not to be happy? Is it okay to, you know, like be
5: pessimistic? Um, I mean, yeah, there's nothing wrong with being unhappy and pessimistic. Um, The large point of it is like, even if things are going wrong, part of it is just fooling your body. Like you can be pessimistic, be unhappy, but just simply smiling and just having like the physical mannerisms of a happy person actually Mm -hmm. tricks your body. So you can be unhappy but still get the health benefits of you know generally happy person Mm
3: -hmm. yeah definitely and you know there there are ways um that you can be an optimist right you know can you learn to be an optimist if you're naturally a pessimist
5: um yeah i'm sure that's a possibility it really just comes down to how you choose to look on life whether you blame things or say oh that happened but we can try again tomorrow
3: yeah, yeah, I definitely agree with that. But thanks so much, Eric, uh, for stepping in. We're glad to have you on the show again this time. Uh, for more information, you guys can check in again next week and hear more about the health wrap. During the break, everyone, be sure to check out our brand-new radio site at expressyourselfteenradio.com for photos, descriptions, links, and more.
4: Also, please visit our charity site at btsya.org and watch our fun and informative videos at youtube.com/slash be the star you are. Stay right here with us as we continue our conversation on the gift of acting with our special guest, actor, producer, writer, coach, TV/slash radio host Cynthia Bryan.
3: Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice
6: America Kids.
2: Are you a teen interested in becoming a radio personality? The Positive Message Outreach Program of Be The Star You Are charity trains dedicated young people to be reporters and hosts on Express Yourself Teen Radio. Visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com for information. That's ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Don't forget to tune in to Express Yourself Tuesdays at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Kids, where teens talk and the world listens.
3: You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring.
4: Welcome back to our uplifting and inspiring program. I'm Brigitte Gia, and you are listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids Network, brought to you by the Be The Star You Are charity. And
3: I'm Asia Gonzalez. If you're just joining us, our theme for our program today is acting and show business. We thought... Who better to talk about the entertainment industry than our very own creator and producer of the program, Cynthia Bryan. And with over four decades of experience in all the phases of the entertainment industry, including acting, producing, writing, directing, coaching, and casting, Cynthia Bryan brings her unique qualifications and enthusiasm to our show on the gift of
4: acting. Cynthia has had the honor of working with some of Hollywood's biggest stars, from uh, Warren Beatty, Sean Penn, and Clint Eastwood, to Juliana Moore, uh, Diane Keaton, and Goldie Hawn, to being part of award-winning movies, Heaven Can Wait, Peggy Sue Got Married, Star Trek, uh, The Voyage Home, and many more. She offers personalized on-camera acting, coaching, and consultations, uh, offering first-class training
3: fun to be interviewing interviewing you, Cynthia. Thanks for agreeing to step in front of the microphone today here at Express Yourself. We only know you as our producer and coach, so we look forward to learning more about acting.
6: Well, hello, Asia and Brigitte, and thank you for inviting me to step in. I appreciate it. Yes, we
3: love it when we have you on the show. So you've written 14 editions of the book, The Business of Show Business, a guide that has been considered the bible for the industry if there was one thing you believe anyone interested in the entertainment industry should know what would that be
6: I would say Asia, that the number one thing is to realize that it is a business it's called show business not show hobby and And I think this is a real, a real uh, conundrum and a real problem for the entertainment industry, whether that be modeling, acting, yeah, television, film, industrials, you know, uh, radio, any of that, is that people tend to think of it as a hobby. They'll say, oh, my gosh. You know, they'll watch a commercial and say, I could do that or I could voice mm-hmm. that or whatever. And mm-hmm. they think they can do it like in their spare time. Mm-hmm. And, yes, you might be able to do it in your spare time a little bit. But the key is you have to make it a business. It's a business like any other thing. So remember that it's show business. (laughs) (laughs)
3: That's
4: very important. And I also feel like, uh, yeah, yeah. If you listen to you know little kids' dreams and they want to be a model and they want to mm-hmm. be a businessman, I mean, I guess technically you can be a model and a business man or woman because yeah, you need it's to be business. actually. Yeah, there we go. But like you know, people entertain dreams definitely of that like double life or like Hannah Montana-esque, where you have like a normal life and then you have the singer or the model, and that's definitely I guess you really gotta you know put everything into it. And uh, we've, we've seen that with your career, in fact. Well, you know what? I, uh-huh. I'm going to jump in there, Brigitte, if that's okay
6: just to say something when you just said the Hannah Montana-esque and, oh. <laughs> and, and, uh, and you know, have a double life. Because mm-hmm. when I coach my actors... I actually kind of give them a double life (laughs) (laughs) because because one of the first things that I do, I really believe that it's best not to use your real name. Mm -hmm. So I really think that you need to take, you know, a nom de plume if you were a writer, but we call it a stage name, which is uh, so that you have a name that differentiates you from what your actual birth name that's on your birth certificate in your past. So then, when the phone rings and they ask for you know for Susan Susan Smith, you know you know that it's the real you. And then when they ask for Susan Sarandon, you know that it's, you know, it's the different you. You know what I'm talking about. So uh, it's interesting because I feel that as Brigitte was starting to say, yes, you actually do lead a double life. It's like you, you do 007. Yeah.
3: <laughs> and it's crazy, you know. It, you know, you're doing it for not really you. I guess. but it's kind of like your fans. There's something else that you know they're going to rely on instead of just you, because I feel like that would be a very hard burden to carry if you know you don't have your own, um, I guess, secret identity. Because my uncle, he was actually a child actor, and people knew him as Josh Wolford. And it was crazy because he had to have his personal life blended in with his um, life as an actor. So well, that really Was that his real really name?
6: Tough. What's his real yes. name? Okay. Josh so, Wolford, yeah. So he never changed his name then? No, no. So, and is you know, that's a great point. So did he find it difficult, Asia? I mean, to like blend it? Because it really does get confusing. It does.
3: It does. And he had to skip school sometimes. And I'm pretty sure he had some sort of tutor. Um, when he was uh, doing all the acting and stuff, you know, my grandma, he would, she would take my Uncle Josh everywhere. She would take them to casting calls. She would take him to, um, you know, meetings with producers and managers and all that stuff. And I'm pretty sure it got in the way of the social life because, mm-hmm. you know, you don't really have a whole lot of time for that. And, it, you know, it was, it was sometimes really weird for him as a kid because people would notice him. Um, and they would come up to him while he was, you know, just trying to lead his normal life. And, you know, his personal life would get blurred with the life in the industry. Mm-hmm.
4: I guess that's definitely, like, an aspect of, you know, stardom. Because you have, you know, people's personal lives out there. Like, the stars, celebrities' personal lives. You have, like, all those magazines that, like, get into your life as mm-hmm. a star, as an actor. Well, and so. you know
6: what, Brigitte? You really... Mm-hmm. I think that once you get to the level of you're going to be in People Magazine and on the cover of, you know, Vogue and whatever it is, you have to, hopefully you've gotten to the point that you are comfortable with being in the public eye because, and it can happen overnight, and this is why I always tell people is to make sure that everything that you say and every single way you present yourself from the time that you start presenting yourself to the world, you know, and that includes your teen years, especially, mm-hmm. actually, mm-hmm. yeah, that present yourself in a way that you want to be seen, because mm-hmm. it always comes back to bite you in the butt. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And, you know. Yeah, so, it's very, very important. I mean. It's it great. is. And, um, and. In this day and age, even having a stage name, people find out your, uh, you know, your real, real name, your your real name, and your real everything. However, it does give you one level of privacy, and you know, it does help you a little bit because people have to search a lot harder to find who you really, what your birth Mm -hmm. name was. So that's why it's just a a good recommendation is to take a stage name. Plus, it's also fun. It is. because you kind of get to be somebody else, you know, yeah. as, yeah. you know, as your stage name, you're this one persona. And then in your family life, you know, uh, you're, you're Mrs. You, you know, you're yeah. Mrs. Smith. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. I
3: found out this really cool thing. I was watching Ashton Kutcher speak at the Choice Awards. Right. And he had revealed that his real name is actually Chris. It's not Ashton. It's Chris. Oh. Which is really cool. And, you know, like you were saying, you have to create this persona that you want people to know you for. And he is actually a pretty down-to-earth person, which is great. And that's
6: Yeah, it. well, that's what we do. I mean, one of the things that I've done with clients for over the last 30 years that I've been coaching is that's one of the first things that we do. We'll get them, make sure that they get a P.O. box. And, and this is really is a safety issue, too. And especially if it's kids. Um, but really for everybody, we give a, get We work on a stage name because one of the things that people don't know, even if it's your real name, if you have a name of someone who's already a member of Screen Actors Guild or, uh, well, it's called SAG-AFTRA now, Screen Actors Guild, American Federation of Television and Radio Artists, you can't have that name. And I'll give you an example. One of my best uh, kid clients, I mean, and he was in Disney movies and all this. His actual real name was Jason Alexander. Wow. But Jason Alexander was already, and this kid mm-hmm. was only eight years old, right? And, oh. and, but Jason Alexander was already a name for an actor that is on what show? Do you guys know? Oh. Sein, it was Seinfeld. Oh,
3: oh.
0: yeah, oh. yeah.
6: yeah. I love so that he, show. Yeah, so he was, really, he was already really famous. So oh. we had to end up giving a new name to mm-hmm. my client. So It's oh, kind of interesting, you know, how that happens.
3: That is interesting, that's really weird, you know, it's crazy, you know, especially if you're super famous. Um, speaking of which, you doubled for several famous, uh, beautiful women, including Farrah Fawcett, Goldie Hahn, Morgan Fairchild, and Diane Canyon. What kind of responsibility was that? That's insane.
6: Well, it really its a, it is kind of a big deal. Uh, Farrah Fawcett was, um, my biggest, I was actually photo-double, photo, a photo double, and I was part of an agency that was a look-alike, so I did a lot mm-hmm. of jobs for Farah, and then I doubled for Farah in films mm-hmm. as well. And, you know, it, it does take a big responsibility because people think you are them, and it's, mm-hmm. you know, even if you're not, and then in the films, like with Goldie Hawn or Morgan Fairchild or Diane Cannon, mm-hmm. um, it's really important that From a side view or from the back or whatever, that you look like them. So you're dressed like them. You got to learn their man. You know, you got to do their mannerisms. And if you're a stunt double, as I've been before, I mean, you obviously do their stunts. Oh my gosh! Yeah. And (laughs) and, um, and of course, I think the fun thing with stunts these days. Is very often there'll be a stunt man that does stunt women. <laughs> yeah, I mean you've probably seen that, you know. So I know yeah. these people because I've been in the business so long. As much as I love watching movies, when I watch a movie or a TV show, I mean I do enjoy it, but I often am watching it for continuity and the consistency, mm-hmm. like. Was, this, was it just dark and now it's light? Were, there, were the <laughs> waves, like, really crashing and now they're, you know, and now it's, uh, it's like a pond?
3: <laughs> you know, it's <laughs> a different way of,
6: of watching, yes.
3: Yeah, definitely. You know, there are um, actually many parents who want to get their children into show business, and, you know, that can be a huge responsibility, and it seems like a lot.
6: Do you have any advice for, for parents who want to do that? I really and truly do. And uh, it's it's such a it's it's a fabulous career for your kids because what other extracurricular activity can you do and also make money? However, with that being said, with that being said, it has to absolutely be your child's choice. Now, obviously, yeah. probably for a baby under three or four, it's not going to be a child's choice. But um, the key is is not to get. not to get involved in any of the scams and i will be happy in the next segment to talk to you about how to recognize scams because when i work with kids it's the number one thing that i find people usually don't find me until they've already been scammed so with that why don't we talk about scams in the next segment
3: definitely thank you so much Cynthia because unfortunately we are out of time but of course we'll have you back on our next segment to continue this discussion about the acting world during the break you can learn more about Cynthia Bryan and her work at www.cynthiabryan.com to buy copies of the book the business of show business go to starstyleradio.com and click on the store all monies benefit the be the star you are charity
4: uh, support our show and these amazing segments by giving a donation to the be the star you are charity that brings you this program for more information on how to do this go to be the star and follow our blog again that website is be the star when we come back from break cynthia Bryan will continue to educate us about the entertainment industry
3: care how you got here. We're just glad you showed up. You're listening to Voice America Kids.
2: Show the world your smile Be the star you are.
1: If you are ready to be inspired, energized and edutained, you've come to the right place with our two life-changing programs at BeTheStarYouAreRadio.com Live every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's our lifestyle show, Star Style, Be the Star You Are, with hosts Cynthia Bryan and Heather Brittany. On Tuesdays at noon Pacific, teens talk and the world listens on Express Yourself Teen Radio on Voice America Kids. Come play with us at BeTheStarYouAreRadio.com.
4: Our program is Express Yourself, giving youth across the world a voice to be listened to. Today's topic is acting. Uh, I'm Brigitte Gia.
3: And I'm Asia Gonzalez. Our producer, Cynthia Bryan, is our special guest as she has several decades of expertise in the entertainment industry. Thanks, Cynthia, for staying with us for a more in-depth look at acting.
6: Well, thank you. It's my pleasure to discuss this because I really feel I want to make sure that people
4: don't get involved in any of the scams that are out there and they're always Mm -hmm. parents and and kids. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's it's great to have you back on. (laughs) And um, oh, so yeah. So we were talking again uh, for everyone who's listening, uh, reminding you guys that we were talking about scams and um, acting scams in particular for young children in the previous segment. And um I actually have a story to share about scamming and I don't know if it was a scam, but I feel like it was. So if you I was it, it was it probably was anyway. <laughs> It probably was, yeah. yeah. Um I was I was maybe ten or eleven and I got a call from an some agency uh, and they were like oh you know we're interested in you and we want you to you know start acting and we've got a bunch of projects and we want you to go to castings and stuff and I was so excited but then my dad was like oh no you know that's a scam so Cynthia how do you tell if it's you know actually a scam oh you know, I mean, she, they
6: thank you. you for sharing that because that is exactly a scam I mean mm-hmm. your dad was right on and, and the, I think the saddest part about it is how heartbroken it makes you as the child yeah. because you get your heart set on it so just remember this if it sounds too good to be true it is too good to be true and the number one scams are targeting kids teens and parents and the ad goes something like this and you might have heard them on the radio you might have even seen them on tv it's something like be a model or an actor new faces wanted no experience necessary we'll try and get great jobs in tv movies commercials and magazines and you'll see this yeah. actually in newspapers or in Craigslist and all of that and the sad part is is that a lot of these companies they go to county fairs, they go to beauty pageants, they go to school events, they'll mm-hmm. hand out cards or they'll have drawings and of course um, that drawings to get a free audi- audition but what they're doing is they're just gathering your information and everyone gets a free audition mm-hmm. and then when they bring you in They um, tell you how, you know, they usually like act like it is an audition. And a day later, they'll call you and they'll say, out of thousands of people, you were chosen. And now all you have to do is sign on this dotted line because you need a few classes. And it starts off and, you know, I I can't even tell you how sad it is because most people, before they find me as an acting coach or consultant, have already spent ten thousand dollars on scams. Oh my God! And that can you imagine? Because they'll start you off, you know, and they'll say you'll need five hundred dollars of, of classes, and then we got to send you to this great photographer. Well, the photographer is a husband or a wife or somebody in the, in, you know, in their yeah. thing, and that's a thousand dollars. And then we and they just keep adding stuff on, and it's really uh-huh. it's just so sad. Then they want to put you in a book. So let me just tell you how to know how to avoid a scam. So uh, obviously, if it sounds too good, it is. And probably is. <laughs> I, yes, and uh, when they contact you out of with no context, just like they did you, Brigitte. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, some they probably were going through. This is one of the scams they do: is they get you know how your school makes a, a phone book mm-hmm. or an email book with all the contact information. They just mm-hmm. go down the line and they have a script. Oh, they just
4: go through that. Yeah. Isn't wow. that sad? Oh. That is oh.
6: sad. Yeah. Because they know that parents, and they do it especially in affluent areas. Mm-hmm. Uh, they do it in two areas. It's interesting. They do it in affluent areas, and then they also do it in areas where people have, um, they're they're on public support because mm-hmm. a lot of those people think that this will be their ticket out. Yeah. Because they're planting them. Um, they're pl- you know they're planting mm-hmm. the seed of it. oh your child is going to make one hundred and fifty dollars an hour. Mm-hmm. Okay. Another thing mm-hmm. is if any agency ever asks for a fee up front run because mm-hmm. a legitimate talent agency, you know, like when you, somebody says I want to be your agent, they yes. only make money from their gross commissions and only on work that they personally have secured for you and mm-hmm. they only get their commission after the check is received from the client. Oh, so wow. So, if somebody says to you, you know, unless they're a coach or a consultant, if they're an agent or a casting person and they want this money up front, that's mm-hmm. not okay. Now, with that being said, there's new online it's a casting huge red flag, mm-hmm. huge red flag, huge, huge, yeah. huge. Um, it, uh, there's online casting agents now, so be careful. like don't go and answer ads from craigslist you may Mm -hmm. just (sighs) end up on a porn thing so you want to make sure that if you're going to do things online that it's through it's Mm -hmm. through legitimate uh, casting uh uh, casting directors so Mm -hmm. so that it's something like you know it is like sf casting or or central casting or universal casting Mm -hmm. or you know that kind now casting Mm -hmm. so um you can always check the legitimacy of things um, through Screen Actors Guild, and
4: it's really helpful. So there's so many like scams on the market. Again, we've gone over. So do people like actually, you know, get discovered? Like that's that's like a big, you know, they make a lot of movies about people getting discovered. But does it actually happen?
6: You know, it's. I would say. I would say, Brigitte, it's like winning the lotto. Yes, it does happen, and it, it it does happen from time to time. Um, you know, I knew somebody who was out riding her horse in an area close to where I am, and next thing you know, she's a top model. Um, oh. But and, you know, but it doesn't. It's not. It's not often. It's not very often. I just saw an independent film where they needed uh, somebody to look like a, a Yiddish rabbi. And they found a bearded guy who was tattooed head to, you know, and he didn't have it on his face, but his whole body was tattooed right on the side of the street. And they hired him and they just dressed him up like a rabbi. And the funny thing was is that he had a tongue ring. And so when he was saying the Yiddish prayers, they had to take the tongue ring out. Oh. So, <laughs> you know, it happens. It happens. Yeah. But it's sort of like having to be, it's that, it's that lotto effect. It's being, mm-hmm. you know, in the right place at the right time with the right mm-hmm. look, you know, just when somebody needs it. So the, the best way, if you're really interested in getting into acting, is you want to really start acting. You know, we were talking yeah. about in the other segment about being happy. You want to be an actor, be an actor. And yeah. so that means, you know, getting into plays or taking acting classes. You uh, do to start out, out in theater
3: most of the time.
6: Yeah, yeah. Well, I think theater is fantastic for people because it really gives you a foundation. Mm-hmm. However, if you're interested in film and commercials, just remember that the training you get in theater is going to be very different than yeah. what you're going to use in film and commercials. So, uh, but it's always easier to bring somebody smaller than to bring them up. But everything that you ever learn in theater is going to benefit you a thousand percent. So yeah. it's a good way to start. Absolutely.
3: Definitely. What about if earlier? Oh, go ahead. Oh, sorry, Virginia. Okay. So earlier, Cynthia had actually mentioned, you know, he, this guy that they picked up off the street, he was in the right place at the right time and he had the look. How do you know if you have the look?
6: Oh, that's a, such a great question, Asia because you really don't know if you have the look <laughs> until, <laughs> until, until somebody is actually requesting you, right? So th- he obviously, they couldn't they obviously were doing a casting call. They had contacted mm-hmm. casting directors, were running a casting call, and nobody was coming in with the look that they wanted, and so their casting director literally went driving out on the street in kind of a very derelict area, and um, they this is the, what they needed for the look. Yeah. And so I thought wow. that was interesting. Now, one other thing just to say about that is right now we can always talk about what's popular. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the, there's always styles. And, and, uh, and years ago it was the blonde, blue eyed, you know, then it was the yeah. red hat, freckled faced kid. And now, as you probably can tell from everything you see on television and in film, it's the multi-ethnic look. And yeah. if you're biracial in any way, that actually helps you. So yes. so uh, being Caucasian right now is a little tougher. If you're ever, any other ethnicity, you have a better chance of getting cast on a job. And yes. also if you're a male. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> the females yeah. start writing, directing, producing a lot more, and then more jobs will be going to the females. Mm, yes. Definitely. And is it is a headshot a
3: must, or is it kind of um, you know if you want? It's a must. Yeah. Asia.
6: It's definitely a must. Uh, you have to. There's two different kinds of real headshots. One is called the commercial look, where you kind of look like you know the girl next door or, or whatever the sh- you know whatever is trending right now in commercials. You kind of want that look where you're sort of reaching out your hand and, Hi, I'm Cynthia Bryan. And, oh. I'm and then your theatrical look is usually more serious. I always call it the Robert De Niro look, you know. <laughs> <laughs> there. But having a professional headshot will really help you, especially when you're first starting out. And as teens, you change really often. So you probably need to get a shot, you know, once a year. As you get older, you might be able to go to 18 months, two years, you know, a little bit longer. But a headshot is important. And pretty much everything is done online these days. I mean, I've had the same agent. I was the first person that Stars Agency signed way back in, I don't know, the mid-80s. And I, you know, I still have the same agents. The agent, a lot of the agents have changed. But whereas I used to see him at least once a week, now I never see him. It's all email and text and all that. Yeah, very
4: digital.
6: Yeah, it's everything's digital. I probably wouldn't recognize anybody if I saw them. That's kind of sad.
3: (laughs) Yeah, that is. And you were talking earlier about how teens, if they're going to get a headshot, you know, you may have to do it every year or so, which reminded me how um how I had my very first. Symposium that I went to go speak to, and I needed a headshot for the big poster board that they were going to put in front of my room that I was going to speak in. And then a year or two later, it was the same um, picture, but it didn't quite look the same. So it looked a little bit different than what I do now. And it's crazy, and it made me think of that, you know, now I need a new one because mm-hmm. I definitely don't look the same like I did two years ago.
6: Right, right. And, and, you know, it's you do because of of your age you're going to keep maturing and mm-hmm. if you don't look like your head shot and you get booked on something when you show up they're going to be upset yeah <laughs> so, definitely there's no. so much more that we could talk about but yeah again a lot of information is in the book the business of show business mm-hmm. which definitely is available fast. at starstyleradio.com and the money goes to the charity be the star you are uh, just yeah. click on the store
3: yep mm-hmm. definitely well, thank you so much, Cynthia. Unfortunately, we're out of time for this one. Um, it's always great talking with you on the show. Um, I really hope we have you on here again. Again, if you guys want to check out her book, *Business: The Business of Show Business*, go to www.starstyleradio.com and click on the store link. Again, all the money goes to benefit the B be Star you Are charity. During the break, be sure to check out our charity site at btsya.org, which stands for the B Star you Are W R 501c3 literacy and positive media charity I'm Asia Gonzalez
4: and I'm Brigitte Gia check out uh, expressyourselfteenradio.com for more information about our show when we come back we will continue our inspiring conversation on acting and stay with us for more empowerment and entertainment with Katie Chu our aim to shoot reporter
0: We didn't invent Kid Talk, we perfected it. And at a very young age, you're listening to Voice America Kids.
2: Are you a teen interested in becoming a radio personality? The Positive Message Outreach Program of Be The Star You Are charity trains dedicated young people to be reporters and hosts on Express Yourself Teen Radio. Visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com for information. That's ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Don't forget to tune in to Express Yourself Tuesdays at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Kids, where teens talk and the world listens.
0: The longer you listen, the later it gets. You're listening to Voice America Kids.
3: Welcome back. Thanks for staying with us here at Voice America Kids. Our program is Express Yourself. I'm Asia Gonzalez.
4: And I'm Brigitte yeah. Today, the theme for our show is The Gift of Acting. Reporter Katie Chu is here with us with her segment uh, all about acting and the career. Hi, Katie.
0: Hi, everyone. So I'm Katie, the reporter for Aim to Shoot, which is all about careers. And today I'll be talking about the field and career of acting. So these days, while a lot of people want to be doctors, engineers, lawyers, business owners, all that, there are also so many people who would rather go toward a different sort of field, like entertainment, and particularly acting. These days, we're so constantly exposed to great movies, shows, dramas, series, wherever we go, that it's not really unusual at all for people to want to become an actor. And by definition, an actor would be someone who expresses ideas and portrays characters in theater, film, television, and other performing arts media. Seems pretty familiar. The definition is exactly what we see it as on TV or on the theater in in a movie theater. And in general terms, I guess one could say that actors interpret a writer's script to entertain or inform an audience. Now, being an actor involves several expectations and responsibilities, a bit more than what we would just see on TV or on a screen. So, first of all, they often have to meet with other agents and professionals before, of course, accepting a role. Audition in front of directors, producers, casting directors, and so many other people. Research their characters' personal traits and circumstances to portray the characters more authentically to us, the audience. Rehearse their lines and in performance, including on stage or in front of a camera with other actors, and perform the role, like the director says so. So, how can someone become the performance we so often see on screen? Obviously, a lot of films and movies have child actors playing important roles the son or daughter of the main character, son or daughter of the friend, or those movies about children, just meant to talk about youth. In that case obviously the kids play the major roles and the major characters. And while that can be the beginning point for your acting career, it doesn't have to be and for a lot of people it isn't. Sure there are actors who were somehow discovered by an agent while eating in a restaurant or walking in the park at the age of 3, 4, or 5, but stories like that extremely rare. The best first step to an acting career begins with acting classes. In addition to attending acting classes and workshops, you should also get some headshots done and begin preparing a portfolio, because wherever you go for acting, auditions, or for a role, you're always going to ask for your portfolio. Some people, of course, are born with talent, as in any industry, ready for auditions after a couple months. However, for many people, preparation may take a couple years and so much work. Practice can begin with school plays, but once you're ready to go on auditions for performances with larger audiences, it's best to start by looking for a local community theater within your neighborhood. Such experience will help you tremendously because school plays might not create that serious working atmosphere that you find in larger theaters or later, hopefully, filming locations. Although it may not be what you imagined, you should consider finding work as an extra, especially in the beginning. It'll help you gain a better understanding of exactly how television shows or movies are made. And if by luck or intention you live near a big city, check to see where upcoming films are being shot. Thanks to modern technology, you don't even have to walk around cities or visit different agencies to find auditions. There are a lot of available websites out there that provide that kind of information. For example, Central Casting is a great site to find auditions for background roles in the New York and Los Angeles area, as well as a couple other regions. But most of these sites, of course, charge a fee to view the listings. So finding a reliable website is really a matter of trial and error. Now, compared with workers in all other occupations and fields, actors have a higher percentage of workers who belong to a union. At some point early in your career, you might want to consider joining the Screen Actors Guild and or the American Federation of Television and Radio Artists. Many film and television actors join the Screen Actors Guild or the American Federation of Television and Radio Artists, while a lot of stage actors join the Actors' Equity Association. In contrast to those in most careers, unions are quite prominent and helpful in the acting domain. Union membership can help set work rules and assist actors to receive benefits and bigger parts for more pay. So there are a lot of times when we see a movie or show and we're like, wow, that actor can not only act, but he can or she can also sing, dance, play the piano, guitar, drums, all of those talents. And we end up thinking they're so lucky to not only be a great actor, but also a great musician or athlete. Sure, directors do look for other talents that match their script when choosing actors, but most of these actors spend a lot of time learning a new skill for each role, for each play or movie or stage. I mean, sure, if you're a great actor and somehow a prodigy at singing or playing an instrument like the trumpet or piano, that's great. Better for you, better for the directors who need an actor with that talent. But unfortunately, as most of us know, we can't all be a prodigy at everything, although I'm sure we've all had those moments when we wished we were. So I think it would be safe to say that a lot of the time, acting doesn't only involve the ability to memorize lines, portray emotion, but also requires the ability to easily adopt new skills. In some stage or film productions, actors sing, dance, or play a musical instrument. For some roles, an actor must learn a new skill, like horseback riding or stage fighting, something that you might not learn easily as a common skill outside of acting. Many actors have to make a lot of sacrifices and efforts to learn these relevant skills when dedicated to a role. For example, when actors need to portray a character living in poverty or in the wild, they might actually go live in the wild for a while to understand the character better. Or an actor may completely change their appearance so that they're almost nearly unrecognizable and stars starve or stuff themselves to create the persona they're depicting. And obviously, in comparison to other jobs, there's the issue of scheduling. Most actors have long periods of unemployment between roles and often hold other jobs in order to make a living. Some actors teach acting classes as a second job. Work work hours vary a lot for actors, so they have to take on other jobs. Occasionally they'll take on, like I mentioned before, acting classes or even everyday, everyday jobs such as waitressing and more. So, work hours for actors are extensive and irregular. So, early morning, evening, weekend, holiday work, late in the night is extremely common. Traveling, also common for actors. As those who work in theater may participate in a touring show across the country, and film and television actors may travel to work on location, traveling may have a large role in an actor's career. Actors often work in various settings depending on the role you're taking on, including production studios, theaters, theme parks, regular parks, buildings, etc. Actors may often also work in unpleasant conditions such as outdoors in bad weather or while wearing an uncomfortable costume or makeup. Many actors also enhance their skills through formal dramatic education. Many who specialize in theater have bachelor's degrees. But a degree isn't necessarily required, as they may be in other fields. Although some people succeed in acting without getting a formal education, most actors do acquire some formal preparation through a theater's company's acting conservatory or a university theater arts program. Students can take college classes in drama or filmmaking to prepare for a career as an actor. Classes in dance or music may also help in general, as a lot of roles do include a bit A few scenes of singing or playing instruments. So what are the benefits of a degree? Actors face intense competition for jobs, as most of us know. Most roles, no matter how minor, have thousands of actors auditioning for them. For stage roles, actors with a bachelor's degree in theater may have a better chance than those without one. And obviously, as an actor's reputation grows, he or she may work on bigger projects or in more prestigious venues. Some actors even become producers and directors, such as Clint Eastwood and Ben Affleckton. Clearly, acting is a very difficult field to succeed in. Many end up playing extras, while a few talented and fortunate individuals make it big and become stars. The chances do seem slim, but you can become a star too. Of course, you'll never know unless you try.
3: Those are very true words, you know, especially in an industry that intimidating You'll never know unless you try, you know, especially if you start out as a kid, you know, I guess you have a bigger chance of making it big because people know know you longer, you know. They've seen your face, they know your name, and um, it's a lot easier for people to become familiar with you. And, you know, producers or directors may be, oh, yeah, I know that person. I have seen them on um, such and such. And, you know, they it's are a pretty good actress or, or actor, you know. Let's try and have them on our show and see how it goes. So, you know, that's a pretty... Um, pretty true fact. So what are some careers related to actors?
0: Well, producers and directors who create motion pictures, television shows, live theater commercials, obviously they're a pretty related career as, as I mentioned before, even actors who begin as acting become producers and directors and they definitely play a big role in the entertainment industry Mm -hmm. as they also interpret a writer's script to entertain or inform an audience. And, There are also a lot of other careers, unexpectedly, Mm -hmm. like any career that's in the field of entertainment or art is pretty much related as it has a lot to do with being able to appeal to the audience and receiving that understanding and that attention.
4: Yeah, definitely. And, oh, wow, yeah, you see a lot about, like, um, you know, backdrops, I guess, and then for artists especially, and then dance, coaching, that kind of thing. Um, Yeah, so what about the actors themselves? What are some important characteristics for actors?
0: Actors definitely need to be creative. It's hard to interpret a variety of people, of personas, without being able to interpret their characters and feelings in the most authentic and the most compelling way, you know? Mm and especially memorization. Memorization oh, yeah. i guess goes for, you know, a lot of fields, mm-hmm. especially scientific fields or, you know, medical. Mm-hmm. But actors especially have to be able to memorize lines right before filming or even right before a show opens. And yeah. occasionally scripts may be suddenly, you know, changed and they have to be able to remember
3: all that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there are a lot of instances where, you know, the director may be, oh, you know, I don't like um, this certain line, so why don't you just say this one instead? I'm sure that happens a lot, you know, especially with TV shows, I'm sure, because, you know, anything could happen. You know, there may be a blooper that they keep or or something, you know, they change with the scene and they'll tell the actor, you know, why don't you just say this instead? You know, especially if you look at the behind the scenes, you'll realize that there was something that was actually a mess up or a mistake and they had to kind of, Um, improvise and change the next scene yeah yeah it's really crazy it's it's definitely interesting so what colleges have the best acting programs
0: I mean definitely there are a lot of colleges out there for acting and like I mentioned before a degree isn't necessary but or like required but it's definitely better to have one especially because of the all that competition Mm -hmm. and some of the best colleges generally are in New York boston los angeles where you might expect them especially where all the big films are are filmed and all that so some of the top you could consider is the state Mm -hmm. university of new york new york university in new york boston center for american performance boston university school of theater there's a lot of colleges out there as Mm -hmm. in for every field Yeah, definitely.
4: Um, Yeah, thanks so much, Katie, for expanding definitely on the uh, career of acting, and it definitely is a challenging choice, and one for which a person must be totally committed and passionate. Thank you so much. Uh, Sadly, we do have no more time. Uh, Thanks to Star Style Productions, Cynthia Bryan, Be The Star You Are, and our Voice America Kids crew, especially our engineer, Matt. Thanks to our guests and reporters from across the world, and thank you, our listeners, for making us a top-rated program. I'm Brigitte Gia.
3: And I'm Asia Gonzalez. You have been listening to Express Yourself in On Air Global Community where teens talk and the world listens. For info on our creative community, go to btsya.org. Until next week, remember be kind, be real, and be here. Speak up, speak out, and express yourself.